the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back for another edition to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm very excited today because it almost feels like there is a glimmer of hope with regards to the all-consumingness that is the global pandemic and COVID-19. It's been like a year that we've been dealing with this, so any little glimmer of hope I am just clinging to. I do want to mention there's a ton of stories over at lfpress.com that you can catch up on. City Council was crazy last night. Um, A lot going on, a lot of taxpayer money being discussed as well. So you can check out more stories over at lfpress.com. But today I am joined by Health Beat reporter uh, with the London Free Press, Jennifer Beeman. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm very, very excited to talk to you because I feel like you are the messenger of delivery of hope. I like, I'm here for it. Um, So I wanna talk about how quickly vaccinations are rolling out in London Middlesex and kind of the process of the last couple of days with regards to people getting booked for the vaccine because now it's starting to feel real. Like there is a light, It's and it's close, I think. So how many vaccination appointments have been booked as of right now? So we have 5,000 that were booked just on the very first day yesterday for the over 80 crowd. Um, on Monday, the health unit said, we're opening it up for seniors over 80 and indigenous adults over 55, which is really great news. Um, those groups, obviously, anytime we can expand the circle of who can get these doses is really exciting. So Monday, they said it. Tuesday, they opened up the bookings. Um, you know, they were just flooded with demand. 5,000 appointments booked yesterday alone in just, you know, mere hours. Um, they opened up a small number today, this morning. It was very busy as well. So those have been snapped up quickly. Um, you know, it, it's exciting. These, these vaccinations will begin on Saturday. So some of our, our 80, you know, over 80 plus crowd living in the community will be going to Mount Bridges or the Agriplex for these shots. So, um, you know, it is, it's a good moment for London that we're able to kind of get, get this going. Yeah. The thought of normalcy just, I feel like we've been in the pandemic for so long now. I'm almost forgetting what normal feels like. And I've spoken to a lot of my friends who are very excited because a lot of us haven't seen our grandparents. We haven't hugged our grandparents. So this is kind of the first step on the flip side of the coin though. There's been a lot of negative comments with regards to the provincial plan and the provincial timeline. And I know it's all got to do with supply and demand of this vaccine, but people 60, and above, like the 60 age group, not going to be eligible until Canada Day. So is there actually going to be a reasonable timeline for this light at the end of the tunnel? So certainly we're hoping that, um, you know, Health Canada is still, you know, kind of looking into a couple other vaccines, which would increase our supply that's available, which could potentially move up the timeline. Um, There's other things that can happen too, like we could, you know, work through these groups faster, but um, you know, it's, there is a, certainly a light and the vaccines are really good news. And anybody that knows anybody that's got a vaccine is really excited for them. This is a really big moment. Pop the champagne. It's very good. Um, but we still need to be persistent and kind of reasonable and measured. And, um, you know, it's going to be a bit of a, a process, right? Um, 75 plus not until April 15th, and then kind of rolling out in five year increments from there on in, um, you know, People that are in their 30s, probably not till late summer uh, at this rate, although certainly if, if there's more approvals, more supply, that can change. 
And I, I kind of hope personally that Queens Park is like under promising and then they'll over deliver like that's sort of the, the hope there. But um, I guess we won't know for sure until, you know, things roll out this spring. Well, you would know better than me talking to um, our officer of health, Chris Mackey, the AstraZeneca vaccine I have read may not be suitable for elderly and seniors. Do you think that might expedite the process for millennials and Gen Zs who are the ones who are still kind of out socializing, having a hard time staying inside? Like we've seen those case numbers spike in that demographic. Do you think there's maybe a glimmer of hope in that regard? So there's a lot of groups that need to get vaccinated before just your regular Joes in their thirties. Unfortunately, because you know, I'd like the vaccine. Certainly. I know you would too. (laughs) Um, but you know, we've got tons of family doctors that still don't have the shot and all kinds of hospital workers don't have the shot grocery store workers. Um, you know, all, all kinds of these people that are at higher risk because of their job that are out there that like, I, I can hunker down at home. It's fine. Like that's okay. Um, but there are a lot of people that certainly need this before just your general population. AstraZeneca is interesting because health Canada's approved it, said it's very, you know, it's a good vaccine. It's safe. It's efficient. Um, the national council that kind of guides how provinces distribute vaccine and, and sort of some of those rules says, you know, we just don't have a lot of data on the over 65 and you know, how, how good it is for, for seniors. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how provinces kind of take that advice and adapt it to their plans. Uh, we have some of that vaccine arriving imminently today in the coming days, and that'll get, you know, portioned out to the provinces. So it'll be interesting to see how that one rolls out or if it does go to seniors or other people, healthcare workers, maybe, or other frontline people. Yeah. It's so interesting because these vaccines are being imported to us, right? Like this one's coming from India. I will say too, there was some pushback. I want to say with regards to the phone lines on Tuesday because of just mass inundation, is there any talk of setting up like other municipalities and health units have set up online bookings, not just phone? Cause the phone lines didn't crash, but I, I read that around only 1% of phone calls actually got through. Um, is there any hope of maybe streamlining that and making it a bit smoother? So yes, that is something that's certainly going to need to be worked out. We have a lot of over 80 people might not be so tech savvy or some don't even have computers or internet at all. So, um, yeah, inundated yesterday. And when you get 200,000 calls to a phone line, the phone line just, you know, it just, obviously it can't handle it. Um, the website actually held up pretty well yesterday morning, 30,000 hits, um, lots of appointments booked through there. The province is developing a system where they'll move health units kind of onto their own proprietary system with their own phone lines and things. So, you know, we're still really, really in the early days of this locally. We've managed to kind of create our own system to get this going, which is excellent. And kudos to the Middlesex London Health Unit for getting that up and running. But by about mid-month, the province is promising its own kind of tool that health units can use that hopefully with the backing of the province behind it will be a little bit, um, you know, more streamlined and less likely to crash. Definitely. I also saw that the Middlesex London Health Unit now, after booking some appointments today, just a few hundred, no longer going to be booking until I want to say March 16th was the date given. Is that true? Just because of supply? So yesterday, yeah, they booked from March 6th to March 16th. So you could go online yesterday and book those appointments. Those were filled. Today, they released at about 8 a.m. just a handful for March 17th. 
Um, my understanding is in the, in the coming days, they'll be doing sort of those one at a time, one day things every day at eight. So one additional day. Uh, the health units decided obviously not to just flood the system with three months of bookings. They want, you know, for their own planning purposes and their supply and what they know they're getting to just do those two week blocks. Um, so, you know, hopefully we won't be dealing with the supply shortage that we're dealing with now in the coming weeks and, and there'll be more. Um, but yeah, it's uh, one day at a time, like literally one day at a time for bookings. For sure. Are you hearing anything locally from the Middlesex London Health Unit about the second dosage? Because the province just came out a few days ago and said they're now looking at extending it to a month um, or longer for the second dosage. Are you hearing the same thing locally or is that just not really being discussed? So that's a really interesting one. Uh, BC just, I guess, a couple of days ago and said, you know, we're going to make the Pfizer vaccine that's, you know, one to 28 days is what the manufacturer says. We're going to stretch it to four months, which is you know quite interesting. Uh, I think Health Canada in the next little bit is expecting to have some kind of advice on this. Uh, and the, the Immunization Council, the national one will, will as well. Ontario is certainly looking at it. And of course, our local health unit will take their marching orders from what the province says and the ministry says on it. Right now, the Pfizer doses that are being given out at the Agriplex and the Mount Bridges Clinic are, are in a 35 day time frame. So it's a little bit more than the one to 20, or I'm sorry, 28 day uh, Pfizer, um, you know, recommended manufacturer on the label rules. Right. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see if it's stretched that much, because if we can stretch it out that much and it's still obviously totally safe and totally effective, then that that's extra doses that we can get in arms and, you know, down the road. Definitely. You were pretty fortunate. I would say I was a little jealous of you getting to go out to the vaccination clinic. Um, you were at the Caradoc community center, were you not? I yeah, was. That, yeah, that's amazing. I'm, I'm jealous. And you were able to talk with people who are actually putting needles in arms. The Pfizer vaccine, it kind of freaked me out. I will say just because of how delicate it is. So what are these nurses and healthcare providers saying about administering it? Well, it is like liquid gold, this stuff, like it is, it is so precious. And, and there's like, you know, the ones I was speaking to are kind of psyched up about it too, because, you know, they've administered hundreds of shots in their lives. But these ones are just really, really special. And they're very, very delicate too. So, I mean, we can't just like fill them up and truck them around and, you know, that there's, you have to be very careful with the way you load the syringe. You can't flick it. Like sometimes you see in television shows um, because you could break the vaccines. So there's a lot of like pressure to get it right the first time. And of course, our supply is so, so limited. You want to make use of every last, like you don't want any breakage basically. Um, but no, it was interesting to kind of see the vaccines before they're famous. Yeah. Have you seen any administered? Cause I got the flu shot this year, as did a lot of Canadians. And it was so quick. Like I didn't even know the nurse was looking at my arm. It was just in and that was it carrying on. It's not the same with this. I mean, it is a relatively quick process, but it is, like you said, it's liquid gold at this point. So have you seen it being administered? So I saw it at the Agriflex uh, back in December, the very first one in the London region. And I saw it again at the uh, Mount Bridges site. Yeah, it's a, it's a quick shot. Uh, they keep them sort of in a wait area afterwards just to make sure you're you're cool. And then they send you on your way with an appointment for the next one. So, I mean, it, it's once we get to the stage where we're able to get people in there, like I've heard nothing but good things about both clinics. They're run like well-oiled machines. It's, you know, very... Um, prompt and swift and, and like it's they've got it down to a science at the thing it's just right now getting to a point where we can 
get these doses to more people. And that's kind of the frustrating part is I, I you know, I just like you, I want to see our most vulnerable protected. And then just a lot of movement getting kind of the next most vulnerable protected. Absolutely. Also more exciting news for London Middlesex. Some some pressure kind of being taken off Monday night, St. Thomas City Council voted to allow Southwestern Public Health, the health unit in Oxford and Elgin counties to set up a vaccination site. So this is good news for people who don't actually live in Middlesex, London. Do you think that we will see more of this in surrounding areas of London? So that is totally brilliant. And it's going to be a really, really great thing for everyone. Um, you know, the people, the thing that people kind of tend to forget is the Agriplex Clinic and the Mount Bridges Caradoc Community Center Clinic. They're serving Elgin, Oxford, Huron, Perth, London, and Middlesex, like all of us, like that big region. Um, if we can get enough supply and enough, you know, stable kind of doses to get little like clinics in St. Thomas or in Stratford open, um, that makes more appointments available in London, certainly. Um, and, and, you know, it's really great news for those communities. Those seniors don't have to track to London for a dose. So um, that's really crucial. I think in the next, you know, week or so or two weeks, we'll start to see not only just announcements and plans, but possibly openings as well, which is so good. Um, and in London, we've got two that are just kind of ready to go. Um, there's one at the Earl Nichols Arena and then one at the North London Optimist Community Centre on Cheapside. Um, health unit wants to open at least one by the end of the month. So that'll also be a bit of a game changer. This is nothing but good news. You are better than Santa on Christmas morning to me right now, Jennifer. I love it so much. Um, I, I do want to touch on very quickly as the vaccinations continue to roll out. Dr. Chris Mackey said 8 a.m. That is the magic time that the phone lines will open. What is the website through the health? It's through the health unit that people need to keep an eye on for these appointments, correct? It, it, well, yes. Um, so certainly that definitely keep an eye out. Um, and if you have, if you, if you know a senior in your life, certainly reach out and say like, Hey, here's what's happening as well. Um, you know, in London, the website is www.covidvaccinelm.ca. And, you know, in the coming days, more little daily batches of appointments will become available at 8 a.m. Um, you can also phone, but we know that that's been obviously very, very busy. And the number is 226-289-3560. Amazing. Thank you so much for the time. Honestly, this has been such a pleasure because I feel like sooner than later, we might get to meet in person because of your information being delivered to us about the vaccine. So thank you so much for your time today. Um, I just want to remind everybody listening right now that you can find us on any of the platforms that you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher. We are of course on YouTube and over at lfpress.com. Hit the subscribe button. You never have to miss the latest news and information. We will be back again next Thursday with another episode of the London Free Press podcast. Until then, Stay well.